You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz with Minkiran Ajala, and we're talking about the devastating fires in Maui and what do we know so far. So we are now speaking to Dr. Kelsey Copes-Gerbitz. She's with the Faculty of Forestry at UBC. Kelsey, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Now, I know that you have a bit of a connection to Hawaii here, not Maui specifically, but I just want to get, you know, your thoughts on this whole situation. Yeah, I mean, I was born and raised in Hawaii on the Big Island. And, um, you know, just like seeing anywhere that you're familiar with and grew up um, experiencing something so devastating, it's, it's been pretty shocking. Um, and as a wildfire researcher, there's there's a whole lot of kind of um, interesting lessons that I think we can learn, too. And I definitely want to go into that. But first of all, I think one of the things most of us are quite curious about is how come this fire was so hard to just get under control? What was happening here? Yeah, it was a a combination of factors. Um, The first one being that surrounding the town um, is a bunch of invasive grasses. And grasses in general tend to be what we would call a flashy fuel. So it's a, a fuel type or a flammable material that burns really hot and often burns quickly. Um, this whole part of Maui is also under between moderate and extreme drought as well. So extended period uh, that dried out those grasses. And then there was also a hurricane and that hurricane passed about 500 miles to the south of the islands, um, but it still brought really strong winds. And so as we know here in BC, the combination of drought conditions and strong winds Um, And there was also a lot of low humidity, so uh, not very much moisture in the air. That can really drive a wildfire to spread very quickly. And when we look at Maui and it's just its history with weather, has it ever seen, obviously we know that this fire is historical, it's unprecedented, but have they ever seen weather like this, you know, in the past? Yeah, that's a really great question. So there's a couple kind of interesting things to know about Hawaii. Um, Firstly is that um, because of the, the big mountains, the big volcanoes, especially on Maui and the Big Island, um, there's a kind of a windward and the leeward side. So the windward side is the wet side, maybe the kind of lush tropical forests that many of us have in mind when we think of Hawaii. And then the leeward side is the dry side. Um, so it actually tends to be drier on that side anyway. And they are often subject to really high winds as well. So the dry conditions and winds are are um, common on that side of the of Maui Island, but certainly the the combination of conditions that we saw um, that spread this wildfire are unique. And especially given you know Hawaii's location, they're like mini islands. Like, is this an area where they can easily you know access resources? Like, when an event like this hits, yeah, that's a really great question. I mean, you know, certainly Hawaii knows that it's very isolated um, and it has a very well prepared kind of emergency um, management system and, and disaster response, given the you know potential for hurricanes, for tsunamis, for volcanic eruptions. Um, but wildfires isn't necessarily one of those that often makes it to the top of the list. So um, there's a lot of resources locally on the other islands and support that can come there. But certainly you're not, you know, um, everything is a five-hour flight away. And so all additional resources will have to be brought in and that can certainly delay the help. And one of the things I'm reading about in this story too is many of the people who did survive this situation, they were saying that they didn't hear any sirens or receive warnings. Some people did. It's a little bit mixed here. So what are your concerns there with the fact that people didn't really know what to do and they only knew what to do until they could see those flames? Yeah, you know, that's 
that's a real challenge when we get these um, events that happen so quickly and so uh, rapidly and so unexpectedly. There was a kind of um, red flag warning, which in the United States, that essentially means that the fire danger is really high and there's a potential for extreme fire weather. So if a fire does happen, it could it could lead to really dangerous conditions. So there was a red flag warning. There was a high wind warning for the islands um, on those on that day. Um, but essentially, um, you know, a, a fire starts and if it's within the community in a couple minutes, that's even before um, emergency responders have a chance to respond and, and notify systems and things like that. So, you know, and we've seen that happen in other places. We are much more aware of wildfire danger here in BC. And we saw how quickly, um, you know, Lytton was, was overcome with wildfire as well. And what are some lessons, you know, to be learned, you know, looking at this situation? Because, you know, like you said, the fact is drought is everywhere. It's all around the world. So what are some lessons that people can take? I think there's a couple key lessons that are really important. Um, The first is that, you know, nowhere is really immune to these impacts. And things like climate change are going to keep driving extreme events. And so we really need to be better prepared for Uh, even events that we don't maybe know are coming yet, which can be really challenging. I think the other lessons to be learned are are really about, um, you know, continuing down that thread of how do we be proactive? How do we think about the the ecosystems or the environments that surround our communities? How do we plan our communities? Um, How do we make sure our our critical infrastructure is resilient? And, you know, how do we create systems, emergency management systems that are, are going to be able to deal with the scope and scale of disasters like this? And even, you know, we look at the images coming out of the town from Lahaina. I mean, for them too, coming out of this event and when they do plan to rebuild and get the town back together, are there measures in place that could be put to, you know, help protect the folks there? Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for um, kind of, you know, implementing lessons learned. Um potentially creating things like fire breaks around the community, um, designing warning systems that are, are potentially more reactive. Um, but ultimately, you know, part of it is also um, public education. And, and I mean, you know, I would say a lot of people in BC wouldn't really know what to do if a fire was suddenly coming towards them either. And, you know, we're more used to that happening here. So I think if people become more aware, they'll have conversations with their families. Well, what should we do in the event of a fire like this? Where should we meet? How do we get in touch if cell phone service is down? You know, have a to-go bag with, you know, in your household that can support you and your family for three days, for five days, for however long it might take. So, because it's not just the people that are um, immediately displaced and homeless, but it's also all the people who, I mean, there's thousands of people without power as well. So, I think there's a lot of lessons that, you know, that they can learn and also lessons that we can learn here in BC. I'm glad you mentioned that. What are some lessons to be learned? What can we take away from this and any recommendations on resources that people can go to to be fire smart in their own area? Yeah, the Fire Smart BC website is has a ton of great resources and it will link into um, things about emergency kits and emergency preparedness. It'll link into conversations you can have with your family Um, all the way to different things that you can do in your home and maybe for your community to make everybody more fire smart and more resilient to wildfires that are ultimately going to keep happening. Kelsey, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take care. Thanks for having me on the show. 
We just spoke to Dr. Kelsey Copes-Gerbitz, who's with the Faculty of Forestry at UBC. We talked about the devastating fires in Maui and what are some lessons that can be learned from this situation. Stay with us here on Spice Radio, 12 near AM's The Morning Buzz. You're with Karen.